0: They thought that he was, um, that him being interred on holy ground, like a crypt, was a bad omen for the crops. Imagine having vibes so foul, so wretched, they think you're going to fuck up the harvest. <laughs> like... That's insane. I was insane. cackling when I read that.
1: Morning. This is Siobhan. This is Natalie. And welcome back to Hysterical.
0: Today, Shivy, we are going to talk about the Medici family. You, you know how I feel about them. I I love Florence. I love the Renaissance. I love our. They're going three for three here. And they and they have a great Netflix special. They, they have, have four for four. Such a good, such a good Netflix special. <laughs> Not historically accurate in the slightest, but oh my god, is it entertaining? <gasps> This is the shameless plug. The Great dropped last night. Oh, I know. I haven't watched it yet, but I have to. That's another plug. (laughs) Um, Okay, so who were the Medicis? They were a banking family from Florence, Italy, who rose to power in the mid-1400s, and they would stay politically relevant for the next 300 years. Yeah, they were silly rich. (laughs) The last Medici heir died in 1737, so they were like a big deal for... A long time. Now, I just feel like I have to give some necessary background on Italy during the 1400s. Of course. So, the Italian peninsula was, as everyone knows, once the seat of power for the Western Roman Empire. Yeah. Which collapsed roughly circa 476 A.D., Year of our Lord. (laughs) And from the second half of the 500s on, Italy was divided. And when I say divided, I mean that there were a bunch of different political entities. It was like... um, Principalities, city-states, that sort of thing. And they were all ruled by different people. So you had these, like, territories like Milan. And they all hated each other. Yeah. Milan, Venice, Genoa, Sicily, the Papal States, because, of course, they've got to have their own territory um you know as jesus intended yeah and of course florence so instead of having one kingdom of italy there what was is
1: a, the unification of italy
0: the unification of italy didn't happen until the 19th century okay so it stays like that for a very long time um so there's a dozen or so of these states in which a number of prominent families were vying for power. And all these states, like, get angry with each other, like you said. Um, so Italian history is fun because there's just, like, always so much And there's also just, going, like the church. Going on. Right. And the fact that there was so much fighting is really funny to me because if I was in Italy for any extended period of time, like, what would I have to, to be, be upset mad about? about? The Italians are so spoiled, you know? They really are. They're like... They're like, bathing uh, extra virgin olive oil all of the fluid in their blood <laughs> has been replaced with red wine <laughs> meanwhile the Scots are inventing haggis like please have some perspective yeah. <laughs> like things yeah, could like be so really... much worse and things will only get
1: better for you guys
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, so Florence is thought to be the birthplace of the renaissance so it starts there in the late 1300s which is sooner than basically everywhere else in Europe where it kind of doesn't yeah get its feet under somewhere. it for another hundred years or so. This will also be important later, but I feel like the term renaissance is a little bit like nebulous in the sense that everyone has heard of it. But um knows everyone it. knows it's a thing, but like, what's actually going on like yeah. what what are the cultural influences that are going on? Like why does this happen? So European history crash course you got. Starting with the Roman Empire, you've got... Jesus. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I swear, it's going to be fast. I'm going to, like, rapid fire this. Okay. So, chronologically, starting from the Roman Empire, you've got fall of Western Roman Empire, Mm -hmm. Middle Ages or Medieval Period, and then Renaissance. So the period of the Roman Empire is known as Classical Antiquity, and that's when you've got your insane Roman architecture, your Julius Caesars, your Colosseum, Pantheon, bathhouses, the whole shebang. No, because they didn't know what they had. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they were spoiled. (laughs) Um, And also philosophy and knowledge. Yeah. Moment of silence for Library of Alexandria. I I am on the second stage of grief. With oh i'm one only firmly in anger <laughs> grief and denial I, all, and actually, I, i'm kind of in all of them at
1: once i believe i was born in the wrong era i belong somewhere between mesopotamia <laughs> and the height of the roman empire
0: when people when people are like I, i'm just like not a 2000s kid i was born in the wrong era they mean like the 70s i'm like No, 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 no. I mean like Athens, like that's when I was supposed to be born.
1: The way that I should have been a white man in Rome.
0: (laughs) No, actually, I was meant to be born like pre-Neolithic revolution. Like that's that's for sure you, but like me in Rome, I'd fucking eat. (laughs) It's just like me vibing out between the Tigris and Euphrates. Like, (laughs) so back to, (laughs) anyways, that's a really good segue back to what I'm trying to talk about. Then Rome falls in the 5th century. Yeah. Rip. Rome, obviously. Um, And Rome had spanned pretty much all of... Or the Western Roman Empire had spanned pretty much all of Western Europe. And they had built roads connecting all the different places in the empire and aqueducts so people didn't have have to live by rivers. And, um, you know, there was this whole infrastructure that once the central government fell... Um, everything kind of fell into disrepair. So this is when you cue the Middle Ages, also known as the Dark Ages, because everyone was like, okay, like, what now? And society became localized because there was nothing connecting all of these places that, that used to be connected. So all the exchanging knowledge and the art and the you know philosophy kind of disappeared, and society became way less complex because people, most people never Went yeah, further than twenty I miles just... of of where they were born. You know, this is when you get the whole life was short and violent and just miserable. Um, and this is where you're
1: fascinated. Yeah, this is where I'm like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, this is it. Um, when people are unhappy, <laughs> that's where I want to be. Um, you know, so they just have bigger fish to fry than like sitting around having book club about Plato's allegory of the cave. They're like, I'm just trying to stay alive here. So after almost a thousand years of that, um, society starts to get more complex again. There's technological advancement. And they're like, we're just coming up with yeah.
1: this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They're like, I'm the first to do it. No, baby, they had running water. Yeah. <laughs> they're like just figuring out like how to, how to build something bigger than like they're a like straw bricks. hut. Um, So I'm like, no, okay. my craziest. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know that they would fill the Colosseum with water and reenact Navy battles. Yes, I did know that, actually. That's fucking
0: crazy. And then and then
1: drain it. And then we went into an age where, like, people didn't know how to make tools. (laughs) (laughs) They
0: they would uh, they would build the ships in. No, I know. I know. And it was all coming from the um, Domus Aurea from Nero. Anyways, you can research that on your own. That's, like, super interesting. But it's because he was, like, a tyrant. They built the ships in the Colosseum. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then it took them, like, a thousand years to be able to, like, build a church. To write a book. <laughs> they were, like, stained glass. Everyone was illiterate. Um... <laughs> So there's more trade. People have more money. And by the 14th century in Italy, people are looking back nostalgically. They're like sitting in their therapist's office being like horizontally being like, I'm, I'm pretty sure the last time I was happy was classical antiquity. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: no, and, and fair enough, because that's the last time I was happy.
0: Too. I don't think I've known joy since classical antiquity. I literally antiquity. Just screamed on yeah. air. <laughs> about the About the Coliseum. <laughs> Um, and they want to bring back this golden age and they start getting really into the art well, this and, is when everything and, goes wrong when people want to bring things back. <laughs> it was it was literally make Europe great again. <laughs> like just, just so <laughs> Jesus. Um and so they start embracing all of the traditions from classical antiquity. So this time we have Catholicism, so
1: and, everything's gonna go wrong.
0: The Middle Ages are literally called the Middle Ages because they're sandwiched, sandwiched. between okay. two much more fondly remembered eras in history. They're sort of like like the Khloe Kardashian of, <laughs> of European That was epochs, out of pocket. But not untrue. Pete um, Davidson and Kim
1: Kardashian?
0: Yeah, no, we have to talk about that later. Amanda <laughs> not... Okay, we have, we have to talk about the Call Our Daddy episode. The Middle Ages... <laughs> I'm moving on. The Middle Ages were just... A phase, you know, for, for yeah, Europe. No, it was, it was like, like it was like when everyone had black Alley Liner. Yeah, or when everyone was wearing jeans under their dresses in the early 2000s. Jeggings. Everyone's looking back like, oh my god, what the hell was that? Like fucked up. That was a, that was a bad. That was a bad phase. And Florence is at the heart of this movement that wants to bring back all the good things from classical antiquity. Yeah. That is infinitely more background knowledge than you actually need to follow this story, but I think it's really interesting. There's my medieval ages plug. Um and some of it definitely comes into play with them. Play later. So the first important Medici is Cosimo de Medici, Grr. who's who's born in 1389. So right as the Italian Renaissance is taking off, okay, he's born the son of a successful merchant. So like, you know, upper middle class, like three car garage he's type. He's literate, thing. yeah. <laughs> um, but as he gets older, his father starts to get more and more successful, and his father eventually establishes the Medici Bank in 1397. That's okay, when the her. that's when the bank starts. So when Cosmo's old enough, he starts to get into... So they've just rediscovered banking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that banking is becoming, like, an enterprise in a way that it hadn't been for a long time because people didn't have money. Um, and, and I think they've just stopped trading in kind. So now they're like, m- like money is... Money actually...
1: Exists
0: again. Great. This um, is
1: the birth of early-stage capitalism.
0: Yeah. We are in late-stage capitalism. Um so when Cosmos old enough he starts getting into ye old family business yeah. of banking and pretty quickly they start amassing is banking minus summer camps. They get a ton of wealth like Cosmos really successful. And Cosmo was successful because he was really smart. He looked out for himself like in his travels around Europe for banking purposes he learned and he saw it. Actually I don't think he was. Which one of them is hot, Lorenzo? Okay, so actually, this is why the Medici show is so (laughs) dangerous, because the actor who plays Lorenzo is so attractive. But then, I'm not even kidding you, in my research about Lorenzo, someone is quoted as saying he was strikingly ugly. (laughs) (laughs) scathing. But we all just like to forget about that. So I'm just gonna veer away from talking about the physical appearance okay. of the all Medici's. Okay, right, right, whatever, they're smart. Fine. Um, in his travels around Europe for banking purposes, he learns French and German and he's like networking. I sound like I'm making his LinkedIn page. Yeah. I'm like, Cosmo de Medici, 20 years old, proficient in Word and Excel. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my resume. That's just like all lies. Um, anyway, by the 1420s, he Cosmo's probably the richest man in Florence. The bank was thriving, and that comes with political influence as well. So he was the ambassador to Milan, Lucca, Bologna uh, during this time period, and he's starting to make ties with la papacy. Yeah, okay, I was waiting for this to come up. <laughs> I feel like all my episodes end up talking about the papacy, but, like, welcome no, because to European history.
1: I remember in AP Euro, like, it was, like, the Medici,
0: Medici. the, the some Medici. some people say medici but i think the in medici. italian it sounds more and, like medici um,
1: and what's it fucking called when you would pay to get out of purgatory oh indulgences yes i like i distinctly remember those as being interlinked
0: well i mean just the whole papacy like anyone who's <laughs> interlinked with the papacy is sort of also linked with indulgences. I know but I feel like. Sort I of learned like about those two their things, favorite like simultaneously. things simultaneously. Um, so, Cosimo, you'll like this. Cosimo was a phenomenal propagandist. You're. You know, the girl on TikTok who's like, things I would do if I was on Kendall Jenner's PR team. No, because I would buy the coffee table book. I would. So would All I. my friends are famous. No, that is brilliant. Well, I'm convinced that she's been reincarnated. Like, she was around in Cosimo's ear, like telling him what to do. Um,. <laughs> So he sees this movement and, like, these Renaissance ideas sweeping Europe and realizes how much he can win people over if he becomes a champion of culture and art and architecture and knowledge. And that will become one of the reasons that Florence is known for all of these things going forward, and it's because of the legacy that he and his successors leave behind. So I think there was some genuine interest, at least with Cosimo, in... Like, I think he actually liked these things, and it wasn't just like, oh, this will get me, like, political power. power," But it also just sort of merged perfectly, where it's like, oh, I, like, really like all of these Renaissance ideas and also sort of becoming, like, the poster child for them will help me. So the famous dome, the Duomo in the center of Florence, um, they started building it in the 1200s, and then they had to stop because they didn't know how to close it. Like, they didn't know how to finish... The dome, they were looking yeah. up at it like, oh God, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe we bit off more than we can chew here. Um, they didn't think it through, and it took them over 100 years for someone to come up with an idea on how to finish the dome and build it so it wouldn't collapse in on itself. And when someone finally figured out how to it's do like it,
1: your upgrade again.
0: <laughs> when someone finally came up with how to do it, the Medici's are the ones who funded it. So, like okay. the big Duomo in Florence, like, is basically carved in it. It's like Medici. The Medicis were here. Um, So I think it's important to understand that the city itself is a visual representation of Medici power. They're stamping their influence everywhere. You can't go five feet without seeing a sculpture that they paid for or the work of an artist that they support. And even their house in the center, like, palazzo or... Mm -hmm or no, the Palazzo is like the name of the house. The Piazza, I think, is like the square, Um, is the first residential building in the city to be built in the Renaissance style. So literally where they live is like the first house or like mansion to be built in Renaissance style. So this is how the family becomes synonymous with Florence. Okay. Which I guess sounds nice, but it's kind of giving like financially abusive parent, like everything you have is because of me and I will never let you forget it. (laughs) So you know, during this period, Florence is a republic, so it's not ruled by a king or a duke. Um, there's a governing council called, if anyone like speaks Italian and is listening, I'm just gonna apologize in advance, the Signoria, okay, or the Signoria, I don't know. I tried to look up, like, how to pronounce it, and mm. it was just, I got a lot of There's conflicting results. There's a crime results. family that I'm going to just, like, butcher their yeah. name and name. And the people of the city would nominate two men to sit on the Signoria, and then six representatives of guilds, so, like, mer- like wool merchants, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, which is kind of similar to... Yeah, they union- were unionized. Yeah, yeah, the guilds are kind of, like, y- unions, like proto-unions. Um, and the title of your position on the Signoria was Priori. Okay. She'd be like, oh, I'm a representative in Congress. You're a priori on the signoria, that type thing. So Got it. Just making, trying to make it easier to understand. mind thing. And the, all the Medicis from Cosimo on have seats in the signoria. As,
1: it, as, it as, should as they should.
0: Um, we, should not, we should not think of this as a democracy, though. Um, them call- oh, I didn't. Them calling <laughs> themselves a democracy is like a self-congratulatory um they got to be like yes we're the florentine republic meanwhile the medicis and all the other families like go to sleep under a ceiling painted by like fucking botticelli <laughs> the first thing they say when they wake up is like a golden cherub meanwhile other people are like wow two loaves of fantasy <laughs> like praise be to god <laughs> um so it was a republic in that there was a constitution that tried to limit the power of the nobility Wait, when was the Magna Carta? Magna Carta was um, 1215. Okay. But that was like England, and that was like a no, totally I know, I'm just, different situation. But yeah, yeah. just... For my own context. Yeah. Um, someone had done it. So it was a republic in that there was a constitution that was limiting the power of the nobility, but the majority of people couldn't actually vote on the Priori. So even though their elected positions, like most people were disenfranchised, it yep. was just rich people... So it's America. ...voting for other slightly richer people. Yep. America. It's America. <laughs> So Cosmo was already the wealthiest man in Florence, but then he really gets his big break, um, and he becomes the banker for the papal finances. Jesus Christ. Okay. So the Medici Bank controls the Pope's finances. Oh, my God. I don't want to spoil. Okay. I'll probably get to it, whatever whatever it is you're going to say. So it's obviously more complicated than this, but basically the money flowing into the papacy is more or less going through the Medici Bank. There's more money than god pun very much intended intended. (laughs) um so now they're like a big deal all over europe they have clients all over europe the cash flow is looking like niagara fucking falls it's they're they're doing great yeah i actually found an article that attempted to rank the richest people in history this will blow your mind the medicis as a family are the 17th the richest people of all time with an estimated net worth of $129 billion, a- adjusted for inflation, which makes them richer than Warren Buffett. Um, now, this is definitely like not that rich. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> the fact that he's fallen so low on the list. Um, now, they definitely acquired this money over decades, if not centuries. This isn't just like all what they got when Cosmo was alive. Like are you kidding me? But if we were if if we weren't recording and had to I would explain to you
1: the fact that it's ridiculous how much money Jeff Bezos has. Oh, because he, no, he, yeah. If over a century of power they were only able to acc- accumulate 129 billion dollars the fact that he's
0: done it in like how many years or that he makes a third of that a year. Yeah, screw Jeff Bezos. I hate that guy. Anyways, um Like uh, uh, yeah, just talk about more money than God. Yeah. Like that's just a, a number $129 billion. You can't even conceptualize You how end much...
1: homelessness and you right. end hunger. Right. But every day I go on Twitter and my account that says, What did Jeff Bezos not end today?
0: <laughs> World hunger, um... Homelessness. <laughs> uh, um... just go through the list. Um So by the time Cosmo died in 1464, they were doing— Healthlessness, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, They were doing swimmingly. They were fabulously wealthy, and they were also the de facto rulers of Florence. Like, they had more power than anyone else. They were really calling the shots. Pope Pius II is reported to have said, quote— Political questions are settled in Cosimo's house. The man he chooses holds office. It is he who decides peace and war. He is king in all but name. Yeah. Um, No, Pope Pius is like, teach me your ways. Um, But Cosimo. But you're Pope. (laughs) Pope. I almost said Pope Cosimo. (laughs) Which, honestly, that's what he was gunning for now. Fair enough. (laughs) Pius was like, he's going to take my job. Um, Cosimo dies in 1464, and his son, Piero, takes over. You'll love this. Piero is known to history as Piero the Gouty because he had gout. Just like one of the more literal interpretations of like getting named. No. What would if you were Siobhan the something? What would you be? Siobhan the mentally ill. (laughs) Siobhan the medicated. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, that was good. That was good. (laughs) I'm not even. We're not, we're not getting morning. I'm like, we're not running doing me. a pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing me. <laughs> I can't handle that this morning. Yeah, um, so Pierre is only in power for five years before he dies. So not really enough time to screw anything up. Yeah, no fair. He was dealing with gout. I see. <laughs> I see him as being a Prince Charles figure um, because he fuck w- Prince Charles. <laughs> he waited much longer to assume power um, than he actually spent having power. Except even 30 seconds on the English throne, now that I think about it, is an ample amount of time for yeah, Charles to screw everything, everything up. Everything up and your
1: face is printed on everything, but she's not going to be seen until February. Yeah. They're putting her body on ice. She died. They're putting her body on ice.
0: <laughs> What's the she, thing where they freeze your head? It's like...
1: Crips something. Crips. They're, they're doing that to her. No, and my thing is, like, I am convinced she died and she wrote in the will, wait for... Like, like say wait. I'm alive <laughs> until Charles dies. <gasps>
0: that's actually brilliant
1: yeah like, maybe yeah maybe she i mean do that. she was chosen by god so whatever she <laughs> oh, says
0: oh there we are again with the divine <laughs> right of kings Jesus. she's dead she's dead um so i actually now feel bad taylor's for, red version killed her <laughs> um i feel bad to make that comparison for piero i feel like piero was actually probably better than than charles but again like everybody is the better bar than charles. is subterranean like could not be lower um Piero more or less leaves the Medici name and bank as he found it. Okay. So the next patriarch of the family is his son Lorenzo. Pierr. Lorenzo is known as Lorenzo the Magnificent. So you yeah. go from you go from Piero the Gouty to your son the Magnificent. No, and like, I'm glad I'm glad Piero was dead. Yeah, for that. Cuz <laughs> um, self harm by naming. Lorenzo um takes power in 1469 at the ripe old age of 21 um he also gets married that same year to clarice orsini okay okay the orsinis were an old aristocratic family from rome and she actually looked down on lorenzo um because the medicis were new money like 129 billion new money wasn't enough
1: and it's you know was that Have you not, ever been to the city of Baltimore? Was that somebody will talk about old money versus new money?
0: Um like was that not doing it for you, Clarice? Um it's not very great Gatsby, if you think about it. She's like a regular Daisy Buchanan.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Given the opportunity, would you choose old money or new money?
0: Well, I mean like old money, but we're not talking about how much new money. Like Well, American old money is blood money. So Yeah. But like if you're Clarice, like they're they talking about like Roman Florence. Money. Like, is she really going to be like? Eh, it's just you're not and doing you're it. not marrying for love, right? So the Medici's really wanted her because they were like, we've got the money, but you've got the old family the power, prestige, yeah. and so combine those it. two things, you got a lethal Fair combination. Enough. So Lorenzo and Clarice are said to have gotten along, but they were kind of indifferent towards each other. Like they didn't really like each other, which is just so. So funny to me because they had ten children together, and they're both just like, nah, eh, yeah, they're all right. <laughs> you liked them ten kids worth,
1: like you. Yeah, you know, like they definitely were just like looking, watching TV. Yeah, <laughs> and they <were> like, <laughs>
0: they're okay. like, I have to. She just like sort of rolls over. <laughs> um. Or it's even funnier when you read about couples from this time period and they're like, they hated each other. They had an absolutely loveless marriage. They also had 17 children. (laughs) And it's like, you know what? Somebody's lying. Or you're just like, everyone has an itch
1: that needs to be scratched. Well,
0: you fulfilled your duty like so many conceptions ago. Like, talk about a man who's emotionally unavailable. Like, he will will have 17 kids with you and, and won't tell you he likes you. That's not a husband. He texts you you up. That's a sperm donor. (laughs) That's a hookup. Okay, so what makes Lorenzo so magnificent? Thank you so much for asking. I'll tell you. (laughs) He was was both a scholar and a banker, and he received a really thorough classical education. He was learned. He would write poetry. He was like a real renaissance prince, you know, just sort of like good at everything. Spoke Latin. And he was really, really good with people, which made him a good ruler. Okay. Like, he's actually remembered as kind of not being good with money. Like, he didn't really do that much for the bank, but, but it's like he was just such a good people person and, like, propagandist in some ways that, okay. like, he really did a lot for them, even though he wasn't necessarily building their financial, status. Yeah, but like, you have $129 billion. So it yeah, exactly. Really um... <laughs> If Cosimo was the godfather of the Florentine Renaissance, um Lorenzo was the the grand mac Daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um so Lorenzo's friends with Botticelli, Da Vinci, yeah. Michelangelo. Like that's just one of his group chats. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Ugh, these fuckers." That's his, like That's like Thursday night crew. <laughs> like, "Yeah, I just go to the local local He's pub." He's like, a- "You got to go out with them."
1: Um
0: Lorenzo opened up a school of sculpture in Florence where men would go to learn to sculpt and perfect their craft. And Michelangelo went there when he was a young boy and Lorenzo saw his work and was like, well, well, well. What are <laughs> <do> we <laughs> <have> here?" <laughs> um, And then basically adopted him and Michelangelo became very close with the Medici family. Yeah. Okay. I knew like, that. Like super, super. They were like bromies.
1: Is the Sistine Chapel in Florence?
0: No, the Sistine Chapel is in the Vatican. Okay. But when, if you're ever looking up at the Sistine Chapel, know that at least some part of that was because of the Medicis because, like, Michelangelo yeah. really got his start. And when I visited...
1: I want to go so
0: bad. When I visited Italy, when we, were in, when we went to Florence, there's, like, this giant, like atrium kind of thing where they just have all of these like sculptures and the tour guide was like we claim michelangelo like the like other places in italy try to claim michelangelo because he lived there later in his life no, but like no. michelangelo was born in florence the medicis helped him out like we claim him
1: no like i need like two weeks to just like see everything i want to see in italy
0: Italy is, it actually probably is my favorite place i've ever been it was just awesome um, but there is another prominent banking family in Florence, waiting in the wings. Like, hey, 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 we're <laughs> we're still here. Don't forget about us. And that is the Pazzi family. P a z z i. Okay. They're an older and more noble family. Again, you've got old money. V. N- new money
1: and that is why the great gatsby is actually an about <laughs> incredibly relevant literary work
0: <laughs> um when i say they're an old family i mean like their ancestor is thought to be the first man to scale the walls of jerusalem during the first crusade what? that's how old which, also, um, fun fact, is the same year Thurston Hall was built. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Thank you. It took me a second. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not serious. <laughs> um, so the Patsies were pushed to the side after the Medicis rose to power, and they were not, not happy it. about not that. Not but they were still filthy rich and had a lot of powerful allies and friends. They were also tied to the medicis through marriage of course because why not yeah um lorenzo's sister bianca so okay we've got credible name yeah incredible (laughs) so we've got cosimo his son piero and then piero's kids are lorenzo giuliano bianca and nanina we only care in this story about lorenzo giuliano and bianca but oh. so Bianca is the sister of Lorenzo, like I said, um, and she is married to Guglielmo de' Pazzi in 1459. Okay, but that like didn't stop the rivalry, of course. Cause so it, they were Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, there is actually I didn't like find any hard evidence for this, but like I'm really starting to think that Romeo and Juliet is based on the two of them. on the Pazzi's and Medici's. Like I'm really, and the more I talk about this story, the more it's like that's fitting.
1: Yeah. I mean, he had to base it on something
0: exactly, and I really, I and like, I'm sorry, Renaissance, Italy, like Verona. I'm I'm saying you're talking Montagues and Capulets. Yeah, exactly. Um, But this obviously didn't stop the rivalry because you know it never does. So by the mid 1470s, the Patsies are tweaking about how much power the Medici's have. And they're going to other noble families and they're basically like, hey, so um I heard that the grapevine that some people think the Medici's have too much power. Not me though. I would never say that. Um what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. They're um Friend of a Friend stuff. <laughs> they're just trying to get people on their side and build a coalition within Florence who are I'm a Patsy apologist. Anti-medici. I feel like I feel like you're saying that a little prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> a little premature to be saying that. Um, you're gonna eat your words later. I never eat my words. <laughs> you say, I stand by everything I've ever
1: said ever. No, I don't. <laughs> no introspection. I actually never reflected <laughs> on anything. any of my actions ever. I wake up the next day, I'm like, no, well, I'm like
0: the present.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I have crippling anxiety. All I do is self-reflection. <laughs>
0: Um, the the and the real members of the Patsy family who are doing this are, and their their names I'm just like yeah this this tracks this sounds like a triumvirate of men who would try to fuck your life up. Um, it's Jacopo, Francesco, and Renato. No, because they didn't even try. <laughs> like they didn't. They, they knew. But could you imagine if it was like Jacopo, Francesco, and like Steve <laughs> and Trevor <laughs> just.
1: It's just, like, after the two, like, their air in the
0: spare, they're yeah. just like,
1: all right, whatever.
0: My only problem with the name Trevor is that it wasn't invented soon, soon enough. enough. Fair enough. Or, yeah. For me, it's um, the name Brad. <laughs> Jacopo, Francesco, and Brad Patsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, given the time period and the fact that nearly all all historical figures who are men have a poor grasp on the concept of conflict resolution.
1: Okay, you started with a CO word, and I was going to think you were going somewhere else, but oh. yeah. <laughs>
0: um, The conspirators decide that the way to take the Medicis down a peg and, like, reassert themselves is that they're going to kill Lorenzo and his brother, Giuliano. Yeah, it's a theme
1: we see throughout history.
0: Giuliano is four years younger than... Lorenzo, just for context. Um, so he was the spare. So,
1: like, Lorenzo is the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah, had, had to wait for him to grab Yeah, him. exactly. Okay.
0: Um, <clears throat> sorry. Lorenzo's in his late 20s. Giuliano's in his mid-20s, like, for context. And there are some pretty big names involved in this <laughs> plot. Um, this is definitely not just the Patsies, but they're the driving force behind it. Like, okay. it wouldn't have really come to fruition without them initiating it. Um so one of the co-conspirators is the goddamn pope. Here. <laughs> um who at the time was I just I'm just going to say it. Sixtus the 4th. Like what? Why was Sixtus I don't even like that's so Wait. confusing. So the the first the papal name is Sixtus and he's the 4th Sixtus. Sixtus the 6th. Like I <laughs> I feel distressed. <laughs> so it's um <clears throat> Six is the fourth. Um, now you're probably wondering, well, the Medici's like our friends, right? Gross. So like, why is he doing that? And that's a that's a wonderful question.
1: Um, Thank you so much for making me ask it.
0: <laughs> now, like, how he's involved is sort of up for debate because he's like said to have given a diplomatic answer when like asked for support, and he was like, "I can't sanction killing," which like. Do you know what you're in charge of? Like Have that's you read Leviticus. That is so rich coming from you. Like footnote the Crusades. <laughs> like sorry, I'm just not really buying it. Um, but it seems like behind closed doors, he was like, mm, "Yeah, do it," uh, because his nephew was a big part of the conspiracy, and Lorenzo had actively been trying to prevent the papal states. So like the territory yeah. owned directly by the papacy from getting bigger and acquiring more land in northern Italy. So they were trying to consolidate land in northern Italy, and Lorenzo was like, uh, no, which, love him. (laughs) Love him for that. Um, So that pissed the Pope off enough to be like, yeah, murder him. Which people in America have killed for less. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also on top of that, it wasn't just the land. I think that was the main part of it, but... The Pope had just appointed a new Bishop of Pisa. Okay. Whose name was Salviati. And for whatever reason, Lorenzo and the Medicis didn't like him. And so they refused to recognize him as the actual Bishop of Pisa. And so Sixtus was like, but he's my pick. Like, you have to accept him. And Lorenzo was like, yeah, "Mm, I'm just kind of like, how does Lorenzo have more power than the Pope? I think a lot of it has to do with, like, the fact that Lorenzo is the immediate leader of florence so like he has a very established power base where the pope has i think jurisdiction over like religious matters but when it comes to secular things like lorenzo's the head honcho like in florence it's kind of like every time that a pope and a king fight it's like well the king is like i have my own authority like i don't get authority from you which, I mean, that is, like, a dynamic that changes a lot yeah. over the Middle Ages and the early modern period. But at this point, because Lorenzo, because all all of Italy is divided and you have all of these, like, principalities and city-states, I think Lorenzo is, like, the preeminent political force in Florence. And then when it comes to, like, religious matters, he sort of, like, defers to the pope. But there's so much politics in all of this and also, like... The Pope isn't, like, devout, which we're going to see. Like, yeah. And so it's more if, if Lorenzo thinks that he appointed Salviati to be Bishop of Pisa for a reason that he doesn't like because all of these appointments are, like, like some quid pro quo stuff, you know, then Lorenzo's like, no, I don't accept this guy. So okay. he, there was, like, a little leeway there.
1: All right. Fair enough.
0: Um, okay. So it's April of 1478. On Stage is set. Lorenzo's 29, I think. Okay. Conspirators are ready. <laughs> and they actually wanted to kill Lorenzo and Giuliano. Um, they were going to do it on Easter Sunday in yeah. Rome. Fair. But then they ended up, Lorenzo and Giuliano were the like, imagery oh. of that, yeah. yes. We' <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lorenzo and Giuliano were like, oh, actually, like, we're not going to go to Rome this year. And they were like, shit. Okay, well, let's plan something else. They then invited them to a lunch gathering. So it's basically just, like, Rasputin with the cake. They're like, hey, come eat some cake. Um, But then at the last minute, Giuliano was like, oh, sorry, I can't go. Which, like, they're probably never a more opportune time for your social battery to just just die, to (laughs) just go kaput. Um, So they have to revise their plans, and they basically decide... um, they're sort of like up against the ropes here. They're like, we're gonna do it at Sunday Mass in the cathedral, like, oh, yeah. in the dome, like the big domed cathedral.
1: What, why are they being so symbolic about this?
0: I, I mean, I think that they did have like a flair for the dramatic. I mean, they did just decide that they were gonna kill these guys because okay, but like, they just wanted some more power. It, it is, it is Sunday
1: Mass. Yeah,
0: no, it is really. Like,
1: let me just say the Lord's Prayer and go. <laughs>
0: Kill me on a Tuesday or like Jesus. Monday at least. At
1: least like, let him get communion.
0: Right, right. No, they were sick for that. <laughs> um so on April twenty eighth, all of the noble families go into the cathedral for Sunday Mass, like they do every Sunday. Um, just like any other any other week. And Lorenzo and Giuliano's mom is there, their siblings are there, like everyone who's anyone is there, you know. For Sunday Mass, I would Duomo. guess it's a little more than a flare for the dramatic. Yeah, this was like extremely public. They wanted it to be really public, which is just, oh. ugh. anyways. Okay. Like Clarice is there. Like oh. Juliana wasn't married, which is going to come up later. But like Lorenzo's wife, Clarice is there, and you know the whole the whole shebang. It was okay. a family affair. The Patsy's are like. Ladies and gentlemen, cell phones on silence. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Shut your fucking mouth. Um, in order for all of this to go smoothly, they really have to get Lorenzo. He's the big ticket item. Yeah, they got to get him. And they want it to happen quickly so... That no one stops them. Right. So they, <laughs> they pay off two priests to be the ones to stab Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, no,
1: yeah. So he's like going up. He's like blessing. Father, himself. son, holy,
0: ugh, dead. Like, is it like communion? He's like Well, okay, so actually, it's funny that you brought up symbolism because there's you'll see, I'll get to it. Okay. So the the two priests, the two knife-wielding priests were gonna take out Lorenzo. Um, and then Francesco was gonna go take out Giuliano. Giuliano they want to take out because they're kind of like, well, he, he would be the immediate successor, even though Lorenzo... Well, he actually kind of wouldn't be the immediate successor because at this point, Lorenzo has children. I mean, he had 10 of them with Clarice, and, like, there were boys. Um, but they were really young at this point, and I think that in the Patsy's minds, they were like, if we just take out Lorenzo and Giuliano, then, like, we can consolidate power and, like, who's going to support a child, child yeah. you know? And also, like, because... Because the Medicis are ruling Florence in a de facto way, it's not necessarily hereditary in that. It's not like a divine right. Right, right. right. So if Lorenzo has, like, I don't know how old his kid was at this point, but if he has a kid under the age of, like, 10 or 15 or an age where he can reasonably rule, like, or take up the family bank, like, why would anyone support him over, like, a grown man or, like, another family who's, like, prominent? Okay. So that's, I think, the the mentality. So they're like, we just got to get Lorenzo and Giuliano. So on top of that, Sal—was uh, it Salvi? Yeah, I think Salviati, the bishop of Pisa, was gonna—he go- <laughs> was gonna go murder the head of the signoria. So that they could successfully stage a coup and make sure that they weren't held accountable for the murders. Okay. So they're like, we're going to take out the Menegi brothers yeah. and we're going to take out the head of the Signoria, who's kind of like the person who could prosecute us or like hold us accountable. And everyone else, if we do this successfully, like no one's going to raise a finger or like anything in, in dissent. Um, spoiler alert, they do not succeed in yeah. killing the I head guess. of the signoria. So they're all sitting in the church and right... Talk about symbolism again. Like, right when the priest holds the host above his head, that's the signal to attack.
1: Okay, and the host being the like, the um, communion, yeah, communion. which is like in Catholicism, they believe that it's, it's like, the, like the body of Christ. Yeah, so it's and like so the they little, like bless it these crackers and then you're like eating jesus
0: so th- there's a lot of symbolism like basically and well, they like have
1: to hold it above their head to like bless it
0: and the right. whole the whole mass is sort of like that's kind of the focal point of the mass like the you're waiting for transfixiation communion. of right is that the word yeah for of the the host and like when it turns when the priest and, turns like, it you into didn't the go to mass if Christ. you don't get communion right anyway it's just like a whole thing so but it's a very very symbolic part of the of the mass the, yeah. the mass so when he holds it over his head, that's the signal to attack. I don't think we know who was struck first cuz it just kind of sounds like it was like a like a Mad- like Dash. madness, you know? Okay. Like a lot of chaos. Two priests, not the one who held up the host, okay. Two other priests run up behind Lorenzo, go to stab him in the neck. Lorenzo somehow realizes what's going on. Like, I don't know if he felt their presence behind them or if somebody like, I I don't know. Like, just somehow he gets, he's like, wait, what? And his neck ends up getting grazed by the knife. Instead of slashed. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I think they went to slice his throat and he like moved ever so slightly just in time that it grazes the side of his neck so he's bleeding but it's like a surface wound they didn't like hit a vein or they didn't hit an artery so like i feel like he escaped death by out. like he literally escaped death by like i mean millimeters <laughs> or milliseconds um So then it's said that somehow and like the accounts are a little bit chaotic just because when people realize what's going on, they sprint out of the church. They're like, oh, my God, we got to go. So everyone who like was there, like wasn't necessarily watching everything play out because the minute that like people were like, oh, my God, they were like, get out, get out, get out. And there were like normal people there. I don't, the church isn't that, or the the cathedral, like, Duomo is not that big, so I, I think it was, like, mostly reserved for, like, the nobility, but I okay. think that there were some, like, there were, like, your, like, wealthy merchants, like, there weren't all people. It wasn't just those two families. No, like, no, no, no. it's churches. packed, it's okay. packed, it's Sunday Mass, and somehow Lorenzo gets a short sword, and starts fighting. Like pulls it out of the Yeah, maybe he hat. had it, like, but also, like, you don't bring weapons into church so i don't know but somehow he catholicism
1: is a weapon in and of itself
0: (laughs) so um he somehow gets a short sword and starts fighting the knife wielding priests he's like oh you know and so like why didn't shakespeare write about this i I know i know but um but as you can imagine the priests don't have like military training and so it it was sort of like the only way they were going to succeed was just like a sneak attack and it was just going to be over in one second and so lorenzo who's like this like fit 29 year old like it it just turns around. I was like, "It's like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking kill you!" <laughs> like, um. So then Lorenzo's friend, which like he's not a friend. This is a hero. This is like <laughs> this is an angel sent for you. History remembers them
1: as friends. <laughs> um, stop putting
0: in gay subplots everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um. So his friend and I'm like, this is not a friend. This is a hero. This is an angel sent down for you. Um, what's his friend's name? Um it was Angelo something, but I just I did know it, but I just wanted to keep it out because we're about to get into a lot of names, and okay, I was like, fair if fair it's not necessary friend. to put in the name, I don't want to confusing his friend, you know, but yeah, no, his friend is awesome, and you can like easily look up who his friend was. but his friend grabs him, pulls him into the sacristy of the cathedral. The sacristy is where priests get ready for mass, yeah. And it has these massive wooden doors, and Lorenzo and his friend shut the big fat wooden doors behind them and, like, lock themselves inside. Okay. Meanwhile, as that all played out, Francesco goes for Giuliano and does stab him.
1: But he's irrelevant.
0: But, like, he actually, like, low-key wasn't... Okay, if you... He was really... Because the Medici family was really good friends with Botticelli, if you've ever seen The Birth of Venus, the male figure in The Birth of Venus is... um, It's... Giuliano like it was he he was the model so like he's like present in renaissance art because when they needed a model they like put him in there no I like Giuliano and it's probably just because I watched the show Medici and they give him (laughs) like he's like a real important character and then like when he when this happens just like oh it's a lot but we stand Giuliano okay fine Giuliano does get stabbed I don't want to make it seem like Lorenzo left his brother because, like, we don't really know how much he saw or where the two of them were positioned in relation yeah, to each it other. Yeah, he didn't like, have the opportunity. Right. And Lorenzo's, like, dealing with his own stuff, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. right in front of him. You know, like, he's trying to stay alive, too. Um, So I don't want to make it seem like he was just like, oh, my brother's getting stabbed. Let's go behind these big wooden doors and, like, leave him. Okay. All of the other people in the church, like I said... Ran out screaming. Obviously, Clarice was probably runner-track starring out of there. Like, I don't even want to marry him. I I don't want to be here. She's like, I did not... I'm a Protestant. (laughs) I would like... No. (laughs) I would like to be excluded from this narrative. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. Um, The other... Because Lorenzo has sort of gotten away, all of the other... Well, not gotten away, but they're sort of like... We don't really know how to deal with that situation yet because he's like sort of in safety. Okay. They all jump on Giuliano and he is he's stabbed 19 times and he dies on the floor of Florence's great cathedral under the dome that his grandfather Mm. helped build so there's like some really sad symbolism in there and irony in that not to like put my my like AP lit hat back on but just like look at everything that they built and, and he's
1: he, looking up at it. He and guys. he's looking
0: up at it, and it's like you have all of this and all and like all of this power. Yeah. What did it cost you? Like it, it, it cost them a lot. Yeah. So, okay, AP Lit hat off, <laughs> firmly off, and locked away. Um, can you give it to me for my paper later. There <laughs> <laughs> you go. Um, so you can probably imagine what this was like for Lorenzo behind those doors. He's like okay. safe to say things have gone awry. Not really how I envision the rest of my day going. <laughs>
1: Seems like I just wanted something.
0: He's like, backwards. I really just wanted the host. Like, just kind of wanted to get communed, but it's fine. Um, the conspirators are pissed because they're like, uh, the one we really wanted was Lorenzo, um, and none of this is going to work if he's still alive. So they're kind of like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, we need to figure out our next Wait, steps. He has to
1: leave the room at some point. Just stand outside of it.
0: Well, yeah, but you'll, you'll see. You'll okay. see. So, like I said, everyone runs out screaming. And if you weren't in the Duomo, everyone's like, wait, what? And people are like, oh, my God. Like, so within, like, seconds, this has spread like wildfire. Like, the entire city knows, like, what's up. And I think a lot of the people in the cathedral, like, thought that both of them had died because they didn't stay long enough to, like, see Lorenzo sort of, like, get to safety. So the Medici allies, who were either in the cathedral or just heard what had happened, they all meet At the Medici's house. They all, like, go straight to the Medici's house. In the middle of the city. They arm themselves. I don't think they know if Lorenzo's alive or not. But they're like, we have to go... Like, if there's even a chance that he's alive, we have to go get him. Okay. So they arm themselves. And they march to the cathedral. The city... Is' an absolute chaos broad it's like eleven thirty eight someone's just waking up like what <laughs> Like,
1: oh, hello, bit be- oh. like I had a little bit too much to drink last night,
0: and I awake, and the world is ending ending, yeah, this was probably like apocalyptic there for a, for a second. um the patsies are quickly losing control of the situation because it was supposed to be like. It was supposed to happen so swiftly, and then all of the things that they had planned to, like, successfully pull off this coup are now being stalled because Lorenzo's still alive.
1: And, like, everyone knows they did it.
0: Yeah, well, that comes into play as well. So they're losing control of the situation, and they're also losing the momentum that they need to successfully, you know, pull off a coup. The Medici's allies figure out that it's the patsies behind this. I mean, it probably would not have taken a rocket scientist, just someone... With their faculties. (laughs) Um, Someone sober. Yeah. (laughs) Someone awake, like, consciousness. Um, They have to be
1: literate, though. Yeah. (laughs) And that rules out a lot of people. (laughs) A lot of people are like, what is going on?
0: (laughs) No, I just wanted to look at art. (laughs) No, people knew that it was, like, the the patsies. It was not hard for people to put two and two, you know, together. Um, As a Hail Mary... Jacopo, and again, it's unclear who stays in the cathedral to get Lorenzo. If they do stay in the cathedral to get Lorenzo, like what the Patsy sort of do after Giuliano was killed and once Lorenzo is like in the sacristy is super blurry. Okay. But Jacopo enters the town square. This is sort of like his, his Hail Mary with 150 mercenaries that he had hired like beforehand, like thinking that he would need some extra, you know, yeah, no. pa- manpower. The mercenaries.
1: They rear their ugly head. He
0: he gets to the town square and he's like, We have to revolt against the Medicis Like he goes on this whole tirade against the Medicis. Approximately zero people join him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he fell flat. Like really the people were I not. Mean, digging he just it. wasn't a good speaker. Um Jacobo's brother in law shows up and is like, dude. Like, you gotta let it go. Like, you have to get out of yeah. here. Like, you need to get out of the city. Like, you don't understand. Like, things are not... This is not gonna end well for you. So, Jacopo finally is like, uh uh-huh, okay, bye. And so he, like, flees. A little while later, in a real show of, of vigilante justice, some of the conspirators were detained. Okay. Yeah. And, because there were, like I said, like, a lot of people who were involved in the plot. They were detained and then great defenestrated out a second yes! story window I love defenestration <laughs> it's my
1: favorite word in the English language
0: they get defenestrated out a second story window into the town square yep
1: defenestration like is the idea that you get thrown it's the it's getting pushed out, out a window. window so like And it comes from the defenestration... No, it doesn't come from that, but the defenestration of Prague is, like, the most famous
0: one. Well, also... Okay, so in French, the word fenetre is window, and so you're getting de-windowed, like, literally pushed out a window. Yeah, and it's, like, it
1: happens so often they had to come up with a word for it. Which is phenomenal.
0: (laughs) Um, Like, if I had a time machine, that is where I'd go. Just, like, watch these conspirators get defenestrated. So when they... It, that's what you would do with your time machine i mean like if i didn't have a lot of time to think about it that seems as good a place I would as go any see them build the ships in the Colosseum. okay you really <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, I- <laughs> super hung up on this um the crowd of common people they fall into this crowd of common people who again who no- are like what in the fucking world is going on <laughs> <laughs> who they they love the medicis like Lorenzo and Juliana were their golden
1: boys, like, they- and everyone's like living some kind of high quality of life. Yeah, so and red. honestly,
0: like we, I know I like made the joke about like the bread, but I'm like, this isn't; these are not like peasants in other places. And you're in not, Europe. and you're not far enough removed
1: from like the dark ages to not like still hear stories of it,
0: right? Of, I mean, kind of, but like oral histories and traditions, like, kind of take a hit when you're not like traveling. When people aren't, like, moving around. Okay, but, like, but yeah, you know things could be worse. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think also being in an urban center, which is where all of these people were. Like, if you were in an urban place, like, you were probably doing pretty well for yourself. Okay. Just because there's—Florence is also a center of, like, trade. And so everyone who was there, even if you were a lowly merchant, you're living better than— the vast majority of other people, so uh, in Europe, so like the Medicis are not sort of seen Dislike, as this like yeah. despotic, tyrannical like family as the Patsy's would, like be. would like to make them out to be. Well, I mean, they will become that later, as all. Uh, but like in reaction to this, fair enough. Yeah, people are like, no, 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 you don't, don't mess with our boys. Like we like our Medicis, we like our statues, we like our yeah piazzas. Like, don't screw with the Medicis. And, and I think also the way it was done in the church, people were like, this That's was wrong. They yeah. were like, that was foul for you guys to do that. So when they get pushed out the window, all of the common people in the square attack them and kill them if the fall hadn't already done that. They were probably like 50% of the way there, but the common people like just beat them up. Fair enough. Francesco de Pazzi, who delivered the first blow to Giuliano was captured and hung in the town square within probably 2 hours. Like it with the people were like not messing around. Over the next it's few mayhem. Yeah, no mayhem. Over the next few days multiple members of the Patsy family and the co-conspirators were captured and executed. So like this isn't this isn't like oh they got away with it. Like n- no one got away with this. Like they we're reaping what they sowed um if you recall lorenzo and giuliano's sister is married to a patsy and lorenzo is like he has to die like he's part of this family like all of the patsies are getting like round up yeah yeah he's lorenzo is like he has to die i like i don't care that he's your husband can
1: i just ask a question yeah how did lorenzo get out
0: so when all of the allies went. allies showed up at the cathedral okay it's un- like i said it's so so now he's like a not in yes. okay. and in the coming days like he gets like so he gets freed from the sacristy at some point and then in the coming days he's like consolidating all of this power and he's sort of executing every the thing. executions okay. like not that he's physically doing it but he's like now yeah he's Definitely. running the show he's okay, like oh it. my god they killed my brother like they tried to kill me like yep. you like, you will be punished for this okay um so yeah so he's like guillermo de patsy who's bianca's husband he's like he's gotta die bianca begs her brother to let him live like on her knees, like, please don't kill him. Which makes me think that, like, ac- even though they were married when she was 14... Like,
1: they really Like,
0: I, yeah, it kind of makes sense that maybe they liked each other. Which, also, I'm not exactly sure why they got married in the first place. The, it's not uncommon for, like, rival families to marry each other because... And also, they got married 20 years before this happened. So it's, like, maybe the Patsy and Medici relations were, like, different back then. But... I kind of feel like if you're Bianca and you don't actually like your husband, like what a better way to get rid of him. Yeah. And the fact that she's like really fighting for him to stay alive kind of makes me think yeah. that. You know, okay. maybe they were maybe it was kind of, if not a love match in the beginning, like grew into okay. that. They also have six either 15 or 16 kids. Which again, like you, you, you liked each other. Like you liked each other, sorry. That live? Um, I don't know if all of them live. Okay. Um so Lorenzo begrudgingly Allows him to live is like okay, you can live, but you two and your fifteen or sixteen kids are exiled from Florence. Like Which is you, fair you enough, you can't fair live enough. here anymore. Which yeah, honestly, is kind of fair enough. And Bianca, one of the things that she like swears until the end is that her husband didn't know that they like didn't tell him and that's why he should like that makes it. sense that, that, that he does, does because she,
1: if he knew and he told her then it the whole like, thing falls apart exactly exactly so like it, it's very plausible as, to me as an avid consumer of true crime that that, that motive makes a lot of sense of not telling him yeah.
0: and the fact that like why would because i just feel like if he knew and he like, would probably he tell plausible deniability. i don't know yeah exactly plausible deniability. So, Bianca like really is swears and she must think that because if, if they murders your brother and you think that your husband had something to do with it, like you, would, you would not defend him yeah. or I would like to think that you wouldn't defend him. Anyways, well, the one of real note, like the conspirators who like gets what's coming to him um, is Jacopo. He was the one who went to the town square and was like revolt against the Medici and everyone was like, what? <laughs> he fled the city of Florence after that, like I said. Within a few days, he's apprehended. Yeah. Um, there was probably, like, an Amber Alert, like, if you see that. <laughs> like, it's, like, um, on every tree, really. They're, like, tracking his plates, <laughs> tracking his horse. <laughs> um, he's apprehended and taken back to the city where he confesses to everything. He was hung and then buried in the Patsy family crypt. And that, like, would be something if that was the end of it. But, oh, oh, sweet Lord, that is not the end of it. <laughs> People were upset that he was given the oh given the honor of being buried with his family, and they thought this is this is hilarious to me. They thought that he was um, that him being interred on holy ground like a crypt was a bad omen for the crops. Imagine having vibes so foul, so wretched, they think you're going to fuck up the harvest. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's was insane. was tackling when I read that. So an angry mob goes to the crypt and pulls out his body, like, exhumes his dead body and reburies it outside the city walls. They're like, goodbye. Or like, out, yeah, outside All the city right. walls. I mean and even then if that was the end of it that would be okay <laughs> but it's still not um a few it's not clear when this happens but like i i'm actually never mind it's not clear when this happens um but it, it seems like within a few days or weeks a, a group of children go unearth his body and drag it through the streets of florence and like they would have him and they would like knock on doors and like they would like knock on the doors of like the Patsy house and like someone would open it and they just, like these, 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 kids, are <laughs> these kids are wild. These are Um, and then finally they throw it in the river. They throw the body in the river and that's the end of Jacopo. I actually don't know. He like washes up, but like, it's not clear if he like gets reburied. I mean, at some point but you're like, this just isn't sticking. Like, <laughs> Just sent him down the river. Like, So even though the Patsy conspiracy pretty much ended the Patsy family from like being in power, um, and even though it was like a a great loss to the Medici family too, it actually ended up strengthening their grip on the city and made people love them so much because they like couldn't believe that someone would try to when you survive. Yeah, exactly. Um, it it ended up being politically really advantageous in terms of like their rule in the city. Good for them. Florence ends up going to war with the papacy for two years because of this. Oh, because he... Okay, yeah, got it. Because the Pope was, like, involved in other and other stuff. Um, but no one really wins, and, like a, like, a lot of stuff happens that I just, like, can't really yeah, yeah. G- get into, like, any of it. Uh, but that's kind of the end of that. Like, after two the years, they're like, oh, we're just... We like, no one's really getting anything out of this. One vital last bit of information. This is so crazy. Okay. Given the papacy's involvement in all of this, it becomes clear that the Medicis need more power and allies in the church. Because they're like, look what happened when we didn't have allies in the church. Like, they turned against us, and, you know, we almost died. When you're a powerful Italian family in the 1400s, that means you need a pope to be one of your own. Okay, this is what I I knew. Yes, 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 yes. So, like, for example, Clarice Orsini, like, that powerful Italian family, like, there are Orsini popes. Okay. So, it's, like, these powerful, for a very long time, all popes were, like, from Italy because it was just, like, that was the power base and all of these I families. Mean, I mean, they still kind of are. Like, Yeah. But that's kind of how they, like, retain. Hasn't there,
1: like, only been?
0: There haven't really been that many popes that, like, Aren't from
1: Europe.
0: Are, yeah. Actually, I think Francis might have been the first one. No, he was the first one from, from South, South America. America. Anyways. Let's see. Where am I? He is. He's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> we're not announcing the Pope's death on him. Um, which is crazy, like, that we would have that information before. <laughs> Lorenzo and Clarice have a son. It's not their oldest one. Um, their oldest one is Piero the Unfortunate, which, like, again, just these names. Um, Lorenzo and Clarice have another son named Giovanni. Okay. Giuliano, the one who died, um, he wasn't married, like I said. He had a mistress. One month after the Patsy conspiracy and his death, his mistress gives birth to a son. So, like, she was, like, eight months pregnant when this happens, which, like, Um, talk about distressing. She gives birth to a son named Giulio. This is where the names... I'm going to, like, go through it a few times. Lorenzo's son is Giovanni. Giuliano has an illegitimate son named Giulio. Okay. When Giovanni turns 13... Lorenzo has the pope, who's a different pope than was, like, involved in this, has a pope make him a cardinal. Yeah. A 13-year-old cardinal.
1: No, and a cardinal is, like, very hard. A cardinalship is, like, the top. Like, well, it's a, like car- Yeah, it because like a, a hierarchy cardinal. of, in the Catholic Church, like, priests are nothing. And then you have a bishop who's in charge of a certain number of churches. Yes. And then
0: the cardinals. Represents, like, a whole
1: region of, like. Or even, like there's only so many yeah
0: and the cardinals choose
1: the next pope when the pope dies so
0: being a cardinal is a a big deal and he's 13 like when i was 13 i think i got an iphone not a cardinalship like <laughs> anyways um which just goes to show that the renaissance catholic church was just a vehicle for power and not about being pious but this we know giovanni will eventually become pope leo the sure. 10th so Lorenzo's Lorenzo and Clarice's son who they like put in like the church really young because that's what you do with your second sons second and third sons um, he ends up being a pope that's cool not really the one we care about with Giulio, mm-hmm. Giulio in his early childhood didn't live with the Medicis. It seems like he kind of popped up when he was, like, six or seven years old and, like, showed up and was like, oh, hey, like, I'm Julio's son or Giuliano's son. But I, I don't know if they, like, knew about him before. It's, like, not clear. Okay. But from the time he's, like, six or seven, he starts to live with Lorenzo and, like, the family. So he's Lorenzo's nephew. Got it. So, Lorenzo makes him also get involved with the church from, like, a a stupidly young age. And he will later become Pope Clement VII. Full circle moment with the Anne Boleyn episode. He's the pope who denies Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon's divorce. Yep. Full circle moment. It was Giuliano's illegitimate son who Lorenzo makes get involved with the church because of the Patsy conspiracy. He then becomes Clement VII. Henry VIII asks for the divorce. Clement VII says no. Cue English reformation. Like, that's That's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. So the Medici's had two popes. There were two Medici popes throughout history, and that is, like, a big part of their, their claim to fame. Like I said, the Medici stay in power for, like, a while. Like, their power, there's, like, a lot that happens with them. Like, at one point, they're, like, in exile, and then they do become the actual dukes of Florence. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But the early Medicis are the ones that are the most interesting to me, and the Patsy conspiracy is, like, wild, and the Clement VII thing is also wild. So this is, like, one of my favorite stories to tell. Um, Schwan, thank you so much for coming along. Uh, let's, let's do winners and losers. Oh.
1: My winner is the small sword. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he pulled that out of the sorting hat. Yeah. Like, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Sword of Gryffindor.
0: Yeah. Um, For me, a loser would be um, the Harvest of 1479. (laughs) because It was shit. Because it was bad. Some, like, bad mojo in there. That was the start of the Troubles. Yeah. Um... (laughs) That actually started the Black Death. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was like that, was that had bad. been around. That had um, happened, but you know,
1: losers. Easy one. Low hanging fruit. The Patsies. Yeah. Ooh, and and boy did they lose. Yeah, that's that's a big L. That's a massive L.
0: And I would say also winner. Um, let's see. I'm gonna say the head of the Signorio who (laughs) like narrowly escaped death in this plot. Yeah, no, and he like had nothing to do with anything. He was like, "What? What are you coming to me for?" Like, anyways, um, so that's the Medici's. Thank you for taking me on this journey with you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.